It's time for another power-packed episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. Each week, Dr. Mike is committed to addressing real life, sometimes polarizing and controversial issues, while offering practical and informed insight. Listen in as we discuss hot topics that matter to us and the communities we live in. Happening Headspacers, it is time for another episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. It is so good to see you all. We are um, excited. We have some folk who are tuning in as we go live on social media outlets, but I also want to welcome those from around the world who are tuning in on our Headspace with Dr. Mike podcast that updates every Sunday at 12 midnight, Sunday at 12 midnight. Eastern Eastern Standard Time. So with that being said, I'm excited to have you all today. It's always exciting to see you all. You're stuck with me yet again today, just me. But don't be alarmed because the team is, the, the band is coming back together, y'all. The band is coming back together. We have, uh, you know, Christy went off on maternity leave. Good morning, Brother Kevin out of Denver. Uh, Christy has uh, been on maternity leave. And so now she is getting reacclimated to life. And so she and baby Mason will be joining us soon uh, in the near future uh, to kind of just let you meet the angel that he is. Um, and then, of course, uh, Christine will be back. Uh, Chris, you haven't heard Chris in a while, right? I have to every now and again, I just got to send a text message to him just to make sure he still has a pulse uh, because, you know, he is just busy um, with his uh, just with everything. You know, he has a he has two boys. That are really active in actively engaged in sports and like they're really good at their sports it's not like he's just doing that to support like they're really good dare i say better than he was <laughs> yeah i'm talking trash about you chris yeah i'm talking trash about you chris um i can say these things because i played different sports with him and so um therefore uh but his son so he's been doing that and then um, of course you'll we'll get kim from time to time and and we also have some other guests throughout i've been working through to get them there but, you know, I just wanted to talk to you guys. You know, I enjoy spending some time talking with you all. And so, you know what? Let's go ahead and do it. And, you know, what I've noticed is that on days when uh, things come up and we can't have the show on Saturday, I get messages. I know some people feel like their Saturdays are just different because they don't, including mine. And so I will do everything I can to make sure that we do this. And, of course, I want to give a shout out to Elevation Global Media. Um Elevation Global Media Group for just uh, loving on us and, uh, you know, just taking care of us. Crystal is holding it down in the production side of it. Y'all, right before we went on air, I asked, I said, look, I said, everybody backed out. I said, you want you want to come on board? And I want to make sure she understood. I wasn't just asking her to get, come on board because, like, I was desperate for other people, but because she really is good. Like, you know, what I love about Elevation Global Media is that they do really well with the behind the scenes stuff, but they are very good, by the way, with the on-air stuff. So um, Crystal, you just let me know when you want to be a guest host on the show and we will have to find somebody else to push the buttons because we're going to have you because I know you got a lots to say. <laughs> she is sitting here laughing, but it's all good. But everybody, look, tell you what, we got a lot going on. First and foremost, I would be remiss if I let us go any further and not acknowledge uh, the death of a true American hero. Uh, we talk about patriots and, you know, we, over the last couple of years, we've heard about people who 
are true Americans and who embody what America is about. And uh, it's kind of hard to have that conversation without acknowledging this uh, this man, this great man, General Colin Powell, who was also the first African-American Secretary of State, uh, which is, I mean, that's pretty significant. This is the face of America um, over abroad, right? This is the person who, um, you know, when, when goes and in, in, in represents the president and ultimately the American people with uh, global affairs. And uh, he was the first African-American to take on that position, which, I mean, that just goes to show you about our history and how our history is just, just it's an interesting history that the fact that in our lifetime, we saw the first African-American prime, I mean, um, not prime minister, secretary of state, but I digress. <clears throat> Colin Powell, uh, very near and dear before i even really knew who he was i kind of was told when i was growing up that i looked a little like him so it was funny too because i said it to shavella the other day and she kind of was silent about it and that was her process and she said i guess i could see that <laughs> so i could think of some worse people to actually be uh given the say that i look like and so to be uh to actually be given the uh fact that they say I look like Colin Powell at some point, I can, I can rock with that. So definitely uh, want to make sure that we acknowledge just that. One of the things that did come up when, um, as it was announced, uh, because like in the morning when I'm getting ready to, you know, even sometimes when I'm just slowly making my way on out for my day, um, I watch the Today Show. And when you're watching the Today Show, all of a sudden they have, they play that special music that is not the Today Show music. It's the there's something that breaking, you know, groundbreaking news, breaking news, um, that special report, and um, that came on, and I was like half awake, and uh, I was like, oh lord, what didn't happen now, you know? Because a lot of times when it happens in the morning, it's something that like happened overseas while we were asleep, or you know, we remember 9/11. Those of us that are old enough to remember 9/11. And so I was like, what didn't happen now? And sure enough, they said that uh, Colin Powell had passed. The the part, there was a couple of things that stick out to me. One is the legacy, like just the fact that, you know, it just really, I, I don't know about y'all, but as I went through this last two years, um, I really started, I guess because we're forced to kind of face our mortality over these last couple of years, you know, like, I mean, it's really just kind of in our face, right? There's been so much and so such concentrated amount of time. Um, I've really been thinking about that. And one of the things that I did appreciate about his life was that he left a legacy that people could spend hours upon hours talking about in a positive way, right? Um, yes, he did have that one little part where he... Um, <clears throat> went to the UN about the weapons of mass destruction. And, you know, that is, I mean, that happens, right? And, um, you know, it was wrong what he did. And But here's the thing. He admitted that after it was over, he admitted that that was one, a mistake that he made, you know? And uh, I'm, I am not, I remember in college, being on the speech team, we had to um, interact with that concept. Hey, baby sis is on here. Also, Jamal is on here. Good morning, y'all. Um, we had to interact with that whole situation in one of the competitions that I was in, I'm called extemporaneous speaking, but I don't remember all of the ins and outs of it. And so I let the political, the politicos kind of 
talk more about that. But one of the things he did do, he he did admit, you know, that he was wrong. He admitted that was a blemish in his career. Um, and I don't know anybody who's perfect. And what I can appreciate is a person who will take ownership of the fact that, you know what, I I, I did that. Like, I, I did not do right by that situation. And then I think that he lived a life that allowed him to kind of make amends for that. I think the other piece that kind of sticks out with him is the fact that, um, you know, there's this movement out that he was a rhino. For those that aren't in the political speak, rhinos are considered Republican in name only. And so, yes, he is. He is. He was a registered Republican. Um, he did a lot with a lot of Republican administrations. Being military, though, um, it wasn't really about when he did the military aspect, like Joint Chiefs of Staff and that sort of thing. Um, you know, it transcended administrations because military was supposed, is, is supposed to stay impartial, um, not really Democratic, Republican, independent. They're just they're military. Like they 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 really don't have a bias to any side. They have a bias to making sure that the constitution is, you know, taken care of from a defensive standpoint and that sort of thing. Um, but one of the things that he was accused of being a sort of Republican in name only, and a lot of that came when he uh, supported President Obama uh, when he was running for election, and then um, his lack of um, support for um, Donald Trump when it came time for President Trump, give him the respect, right? Um, he was the president of the United States. And so I will say that if I did it for Obama. I can do it for Trump, right? Um, nonetheless, that's one of the things that people are accusing them of. And there's that. Um, the bigger thing that's coming out about it is the fact of what he died from. He died from complications from COVID-19. And, you know, one of the things that we found out is that he was really immunocompromised. Uh, nowhere in... Let me put it this way. The fact that he died and he was fully vaccinated does not suggest to me that that means that we've been lied to about the vaccine, right? It just goes to show that that that, that virus is just it's ruthless. It just really is. And, you know, he I mean, he was really immunocompromised. Most great men make missteps along the way. Absolutely, Mark. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in, brother. Um, yeah, most 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 great men make missteps along the way. Absolutely. Um, the only one I know that was perfect in everything that he did, walked on water, fed the 5,000 with two fish and five loaves of bread, has still has a hole in his side and holes in his wrists and is coming back to see us later. <laughs> Hallelujah, right? Um, that's the only one. Jesus is the only one that was a perfect man, right? Um, none of us, all of us uh, fall short. And um, so with that, the COVID-19 situation that, that has it's become a thing, of course, like everything lately. And I think that just we'll talk about this in a few moments, uh, maybe after break, we'll kind of talk about this, just about how um, just things just blow up um, because of just the times we're in. But yes, he uh, was fully vaccinated, died from complications from COVID. And we found out that, you know, he really was immunocompromised. And I mean, man was over 80 years old. Uh, so he lived a fulfilling life. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that we will still miss him and um, and appreciate the legacy that he has left for many of us. So um, I believe he was a believer, actually, too. Um, so if that is the case, I know we will see him again. And um, so that's important. So for those of us who believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, 
and um, have accepted him as our Lord and our Savior, uh, we know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so if he had indeed had a personal relationship with Jesus, then guess what? We're going to see him again. So um, that brings me some joy, right? That brings me some joy. And that ultimately is something that I hope um, as we're going through this age of uh, just the deaths that are coming up, my, my church family has been rocked hard yet again uh, by another um, another person, just as a couple of people within the last two weeks, just um, I don't know that the other one was COVID related, but I will say that just death in general. Um, and one of the things that we're finding is that because of COVID, uh, it's also diminished the um, people weren't getting the tests and checkups that they were probably supposed to be getting on a regular basis. I know that we're talking about, um, uh, what is this, um, you know, pink awareness with breast cancer awareness, uh, which we're going to talk about after the break a little bit. But, you know, what was happening we're noticing is that some folk, you know, weren't getting those checkups and now it's starting to catch up with us. And huh, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. But you know what? Um, my, my bishop always says for this, we have Jesus. Right. And uh, that is what gives me gives me encouragement. Michael from over across the sea in Africa, Liberia, I think it is. Right. Um, thank you for checking in with us as always. So with that being said, we're going to do it a little early, Crystal. Let's go ahead and take our first break. 2020 gave birth to a lot of endeavors. Here in 2021, everyone has had to get in touch with their inner producer. Our man Garrett Brace is one of those guys you need on your team. We at Headspace with Dr. Michael, clients of his, as he ensures all of our audio files are crisp, clean, and cool. If you have any audio, video, and even lighting needs, hit them up at G Walt Services on Instagram. Remember, G Walt Services, servicing all your audio, video, and lighting needs. That being said, we had uh, some other news. Uh, let's see what else is in. I need that's why I need Chris, Chris Christy back so she can keep us posted on the head head notes. Very sad for those that are into entertainment. You heard that there was um, an accident on set of a movie that Alec Baldwin was working on. Uh, it was uh, called Rust, I believe. It was set in Santa Mex Santa eh, Santa Fe, Mexico, Santa Fe, New Mexico, not Mexico. I'm sure there probably is a Santa Fe, Mexico, but we're talking about Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, and so, yeah, there was a death. It was a prop gun. Uh, and, and so there was, I, I was having conversations with some friends of mine just about how does, how does that even happen? If it's a prop gun, like how does somebody die from it? Um, but yeah, it, it, it is a real thing. Um, it is a real thing. Um, very real thing. Um, you know, especially if, well, first of all, a lot of times those prop guns, they do, they, they really, they're real in the sense that they do real stuff. So if you put live rounds in it, it's going to kill somebody, right? Or it's going to do some damage. But more often than not, they use blanks uh, because you want to be able to like, you know, look real. Like you want, if you're shooting a gun, like if you shoot a toy gun, like this plastic little toy gun, pew, 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 right? you treat it as such, right? It doesn't have the weight to it. It doesn't, you know, your body, you know, when you're shooting a real gun, there's recoil. If any of you ever shoot a real gun, you know, there's like the recoil that happens. Um, you know, there, there's all that that goes along with it. And somehow or another, it, it wreaked havoc on that, um, on that set so much so that they have stopped production indefinitely. I don't, 
And I don't know if they'll even finish it up. And um, I know in the past, and it was funny because when well, it was not funny, but I remember when um, it first came out, I thought, well, didn't that happen to one of the one? I, at first, I thought Bruce Lee, but it happened to his son, Jason Lee, back in the 90s, I believe. He got killed on set uh, for um, something, same thing, that somebody had live rounds in it. And I think there was some controversy about did somebody do that on purpose to kind of set him up? Uh, but this one was really sad. The director of um, photography uh, went on. Um, she she got killed. And then I think uh, the director, one of the other directors, he was in the hospital. Well, maybe I have the roles reversed. I don't remember. But I know both of them were in production. They weren't um, the actual actors. And Alec Baldwin is torn up about it. Like uh, I think I watched the Entertainment Tonight said that he talked with uh, the husband of the um, the one that was deceased and just feels awful about it. So I can't even imagine what life is like, you know, would be like if them coming back on set and, and just having to do that. Um, but then at the same time, when you talk about the resilience of human beings, the fact is that, you know, they may at some point just say, well, they would want the show to go on. They wouldn't want the show not to, I mean, they invested their time and energy in the show because they believed in it. And so therefore um, I can, I can, imagine it up they will probably just be like well, we're not going to scrap it now we're going to go ahead and, and get it but you got to you got to make sure people are taken care of first and i mean that's just the trauma of it all right uh so definitely um i said headspace with dr mike our family um the headspace family we i have our thoughts and prayers for those who were affected and impacted by that accident on the set of rust in new mexico a lot of stuff has just been happening um this is, uh, like I said earlier, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Pink uh, October is the time of year when typically, traditionally, we dedicate towards making awareness for such things. Um, and, and, you know, uh, I have known several people through the years that actually have um, survived breast cancer. I know some that have perished from it. Uh, and, and so just, uh, one of the things that I always just want to make sure I point out is that it's extremely important. Uh, and this is not just about breast cancer. This is about your prostate fellas. This is about your colon, everybody. This is even just about simple. If you haven't made an appointment to get your yearly physical, and some of you are even saying yearly physical, I'm supposed to get one every year. Yes. You're supposed to get one every year. Like <laughs> you are, I mean, just like you get your car checked up on, you should, by the way, get your car checked up periodically um, after a certain between 5,000 and 7,000 miles. Uh, you need to get your body checked up. <laughs> you really do. Um, and, you know, it's very important that you do because there are some things that end up becoming heightened because we could have dealt with it early on and we didn't. We ignored it, right? Um, you know, you, you started with just noticing that, you know, some things were just a little tender, but they weren't like gargantuan, but you didn't say anything about it. And then by the time you all of a sudden you start showing some side effects of it, it's like, well, man, if you had just dealt with it six months ago or even a year ago, right, we, we may not be in the situation that we're in. Uh, so I want to make sure that we're all just paying attention to that. Um, it's more than just wearing pink in awareness. It's more than just wearing a ribbon. It's more than just doing a, a walk. It's about actually doing the work of, you know what, let's figure out how we can get get some um, preventative maintenance, right? Let's, what's going on, right? 
even if you think you're healthy, you'd be surprised a whole lot of folk who, you know, when you look at them, they are healthy. I mean, they, shoot, they're the epitome of health. But then when you start getting inside the lab work, start seeing what's happening with the blood work and seeing with the x-rays and the different tests that you need to do, depending on what parts of the body, it makes a big difference. So um, one thing I do want to make sure we point out, I mean, I'm excited about it because talk about that. My dad, 14 years ago, went under the knife for his prostate. And um, when they did, you know, when they when they pulled the the um, the tumor out, they send it to a review, you know, they get they get analyzed and stuff. They send it to a cancer, I think it's a tumor board, and they determined that the type of cancer that he had was the most you know, aggressive. And had they waited a little while longer, um, the outcome may have been totally different. So we just always praise God. And I'm looking back now and saying 14 years, man, it was 14 years ago um, that, um, you know, he was able to go under the knife and, you know, not under the knife, I think it's under lasers. <laughs> That's what they do now. Um, but you know, just the fact that he was able to get that and we were able to get that preventative, you know, think about what can happen if, if you were able to find out about it. You know, things like prostate cancer, they say, is um, one of the most treatable when you catch it early enough. But it, it, it has the potential to be one of the more deadlier ones. Like if it starts spreading and it gets into your lymph nodes and all that stuff, then um, it, it wreaks havoc. And so a lot of people that die from prostate cancer, um, die because they just didn't catch it early enough and it is in a situation where it just latches on and and does what cancer does best and wreak havoc um yes matt mark you're totally right bless the lord um so with that just go ahead and uh you know yes we're talking about covid and all that stuff but also make sure you are getting your updates make sure you're getting your whatever things you need to get things checked you need to get those things checked <laughs> please do because um you know what? You, you, we have this body of ours and uh, we got to take care of it. And you, know, you only get one, right? You only get one. Some people will have you believe where you can go and rebuild pieces and you can. There are pieces that can be rebuilt, but never are they at the quality that they were when they first came. Mm, that'll preach, won't it? That will preach right there when you start thinking about it. Like God made us in such a way that we could try to emulate and and change up what he did oh that whoa that thing just got me a little bit like seriously like think about it like um you know i was i'm having some issues with my knees and um uh, so much so that i'm gonna have to go and get some things done with my right knee i tore my men meniscus um and it wasn't something that just happened it wasn't something what's up bishop sneed um it, it wasn't something that just happened overnight it apparently it had been going on for a while that i tore radio tear and radial and so i actually have to go meet with the surgeon on uh, tuesday and find out what my options are and when and um you know in the process of getting to that point where we were able to diagnose that because i had to go for mri and um and that sort of thing when i first did the x-ray i went to the doctor um the orthopedic and uh, it was funny it was, it was actually a funny moment things with me if you can't keep on hanging out with me we have funny moments um, so I go into the doctor's office, get, you know, when you go to the orthopedic, they take an x-ray. So they took an x-ray cause they just kind of wanted to see, you know, what's really going on. And so, um, when they took me to the, the examination room after the x-ray and they put my stuff up on the screen so that when the doctor comes in, 
he's able to look at it. And I'm excited about my doctor because my doctor actually, you know, there are days when he's off from the office. You know why he's off from the office? Because he's working with the Ravens. That's kind of how that works. And that's who my orthopedic is. I'm just saying. So I'm I'm kind of pumped about that. I mean, I'm saying, you know, if he can, if he can work on Lamar Jackson's knees, then my knees are in good hands, right? <laughs> so I'm excited, right? I'm pumped. This is what I got, right? So anyway, uh, he comes in and he says to me, he says, uh, Mr. Dorsey, how you doing? I said, well, I'm doing all right. Then I said, well, wait a minute. I said, well, I'm going to be honest. I knew it was going to rain today three days ago. <laughs> and I chuckled. And he, he was he was looking at, the, as I was talking, he was looking at my x-rays. And he said, well, I'm going to tell you why that is. And I was like, oh, you are. And so he was telling me that, you know, arthritis is setting in on both of my knees. You know, was telling me, explaining to me how that's happening. And that's probably what was going on. And um, and that was just reassuring to know, you know, I'm not just losing my mind that something really is going on. But then he, you know, said, I need you to go for an MRI just so we can make sure there's nothing else going on. And sure enough, as a result of the MRI, I found out that I had a torn meniscus. And so um, I, I'd say that to say, you know, had, you know, maybe back when I first had the issue, may not be in the situation that we're in now, but now we're in a situation where they have to go in and they have to do the surgery to it. But what was interesting about that conversation was he was talking about eventually I probably will need to get knee replacement, right? Um, but he was saying, you know, you're young still. We want to hold off on that as long as we can. Watch what I'm about to say, y'all. Want to hold on as long as we can because the shelf life and the life of your new knees, these artificial knees, is only 20-something years. Now, think about that, y'all. Let's say I go under the knife tomorrow to get replacement knees. I'm at 43, y'all. The knees that God gave me took 40-something years to wear out. <laughs> Ooh, let that That's going to bless somebody today. But the ones that we think we're going to make out of titanium, vibranium, whatever, I know that's, that's, that's I'm just joking. But the ones that we're going to make and think we know, they only got a shelf life of 20 years. Now, I, I don't know. But I'd rather follow the one that knows how to make the stuff that lasts me 40-something years than the one that, y'all, I'm telling you, when I start thinking about that, I don't understand how anybody can just, you know, be blinded to just the way God has set stuff up. Hallelujah is right. Like, seriously. So that thing preached to me. I'm going to tell y'all something. I, I get to preach it. When you start thinking about that, Darius, come on now. When you start thinking about that, we we try our best to be God. We try our best to do it, don't we? <laughs> Woo! Jesus help us. That thing just blessed me when I started thinking about that. We try our best to, to imitate him. And ultimately, he still shows us he has the last laugh, right? He was able to make and, and, and here's the thing. The reason why I got to get the replacement in the first thing, because there were some things I did to neglect. It wasn't that he, it wasn't that it was a manufacturer's um, deficit. It wasn't that it needed to be, my knees that God gave me didn't need to be reset. They didn't need to be recalled. No, it happened because of wear and tear. I put on those jokers. My body wasn't meant, he didn't build my body. 
That's right, Mark. Most last a lifetime. God is the great designer. It was stuff that I did. You know, I, I didn't treat my knees as right as I should have on the wrestling mat. I didn't treat my knees as right as I should when I'm sitting at McDonald's eating double quarter pounders with cheese and, and extra and large fries. I'm just saying, y'all, come on, y'all, let's keep it real. And so a lot of times we try to blame God for these things. And actually, God did his, listen, what's that song say? He knew the assignment. Mm, take us the break, Crystal, because God knew the assignment. Go ahead and take, the, you better take us the break. You better take us the break. Follow the Headspace with Dr. Mike show on all social media platforms at Headspace DM. We want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart. These days, it don't take much. It don't take much. But that thing, if that didn't bless you, my boo, she won't chime in there. Yes, Lord. That's it. God knew the assignment, y'all. Woo! Mm, I'm sorry. I know y'all didn't tune in for that. I just had that. Hopefully, that encouraged one of y'all. Hopefully, that encourages one of y'all. He did not make a mistake. He did not make a mistake. Desi you are a designer's original. When you really think about it, and I, I got to, I got, look, this is my show. I can do this, right? When you think about it and you start thinking about how we were created, I want you to think of something. God made an intentional choice to go ahead and, 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 and make us. And he decided that he wanted us to be not only, listen to this. He decided not only how he wanted us to look, but he decided that he wanted us to be a creep. He wanted to be, a, wanted us to be a part of his creation that looked like him, but chose to love him on our own because he doesn't want people just loving him out of obligation. He wants us to love him because we choose to love him, right? He wants us to serve him, not because we have to serve him. He wants us to serve him because we choose to serve him. And so at the beginning of Genesis, when you look at it, it said God scooped down and God went and he formed us out of the dust. In other words, what he did was he took us out of dust. By the way, he created dust. So therefore, it wasn't that he was going somewhere else and started picking up some foreign objects. He actually scooped us out of the dust and he made us. But the ultimate thing was he breathed the breath of life into us through his mouth. <laughs> he breathed that to us. And he was the one that said, you're alive because you're alive. And so he made us. And so when you start thinking about um, the question of did God make a mistake, right? I have a hard time with that only because what that suggests is that the God did. No, no, God didn't make a mistake. Is we're choosing to go that route, right? And, and you can apply that to anything. I'm not, I'm not talking about, I'm talking in general terms right now. What I was actually just talking about right now were my knees. <laughs> But at the end of the day, I just don't believe God made a mistake. I just don't believe. I don't believe that God made a mistake. And, you know, you can come and try to debate it if you want to. But there's just too many um, examples in history. Case in point, um, no one has been able to be successful at recreating totally what he's done. So there is that. Anyway, one of the things that I was thinking about as I was thinking about what it is to share with you all today for um, our heads up. Um, was the idea of pursuing our passions. And 
I, you know, you know that I watch a lot of reality TV. Um, and you know, some people ask, you know, some ask off the line, they were saying, boy, you watch a lot of TV, da, da, da. And I had to explain to them, I said, you know, I spend, I spend a great deal of time studying the word, not only because I have to teach it, but just because I need to like, you know, I need the word to encourage me, right? But I work hard and a happy place for me is when I watch TV. You have a problem with that, I get it, but that's what I do. Now you you choose what you want to do, but that's what I do. And so with that, one of the um, things I got attracted to was um, there's a show that's on called Below Deck. <laughs> I know it's crazy, but what's fascinating about it is it, it chronicles the crew of a you know super yacht that the rich and famous you know get to only get to travel on, um, and it's in the Mediterranean. So I mean, some of the beautiful I've been to the Mediterranean a couple of times, especially um, the, the Mediterranean cruise thing. Beautiful, like you wake up and you're looking at you know Monaco and Nice and um, parts of um, Croatia and Spain and all that stuff, depending on what part of the Mediterranean you go. And it deals with that. And so there's a role within the um, there's a role within, you know, the chart, the yacht hierarchy called chief stewardess. And so you have the captain, of course, who oversees I mean, everything about the, the, the I mean, they, they guide the boat. They're the one that has the license to, to take the people where they need to get to. And they oversee their staff. And so senior um, members of staff are what's called the bosun. And the bosun basically oversees the deckhand. So all the manual labor of like the, making sure that the, the boat is cleaned and trash is taken out, um, loading and unloading stuff onto the ship. Um, all that stuff is handled by that crew. And then you have the stewardess crew that handles the interior of the boat. And they are directed by the chief stewardess. Or in some cases, there's a man that does this with chief steward, right? And um, so in this case, there's a young woman named Hannah. And, you know, she's, she, you, what's, as you watch the show, you find that she is, um, you know, she's growing in understanding herself, but there's also a point in the show where the captain, you know, is really trying to mentor her. And she says to her, she says, I feel like you've lost your passion for yachting. I just, I feel like you're in some ways, what I heard her say was you're phoning it in at some point, like you're not really you're letting stuff slide that if you were past, truly passionate about what you're doing, um, you you wouldn't have that slide. You're, you're just letting things go. And so that I, 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 being a, a person who deals with coaching folk, um, who deals with, um, you know, being motivational and inspirational, uh, that attracted me because just following how that looked. And, and it's funny because I've been following in her character. I kind of like just fell in love with who she is. Um, and there's a point where she's no longer on the show, and I was I knew that, but I um I wanted I, I, I wanted to see how it happened. And last night I actually got to see how it happened, and I get it, and it needed to happen. And some of it did have to do with the fact that she had lost her passion for what she was doing. And so you may be asking, well, Mike, why why are we why are we talking about that? Well, right now we're in a what is called a um, we're in the pandemic, of course. But we're in this phenomenon called the great resignation. And you may have seen about this. You may have heard about it. And what's happening is there's a lot of folk who have decided that they're going to kind of leave their jobs, many of which are not going to anything else. Right. But they've decided that the job that they have been in and have been doing, 
they no longer want to do it anymore. And, you know, it's interesting because the conversation has been coming up now about like what role does pursuing your passion play in making sure you have a good livelihood. And, and it's a great conversation because I think I've shared with you the story about how after Biggest Loser, um, I wanted to be the next, I wanted to be the male Nene Leaks. I don't know how I thought that was going to happen. Um, a show with, you know, didn't have nowhere near the notoriety um, as Real Housewives of Atlanta, but I thought that I was going to be the one that was going to come off of it and <laughs> I was going to make a dent in that area. I, I, delusions, right? Delusions of splendor, delusions of grandeur, right? Um, but I, I did. That was what I wanted to do. And um, I remember sitting in a coaching session with uh, my mentor slash coach at the time, trying to build a business strategy. And at, about an hour into it, he put his pen down and he looked at Shirella and me and he said, um, he said, you need a job. And I was ticked. I was ticked, y'all. I was, I was ticked. How dare this man tell me that I needed a job. I am a business owner, so I thought. I am this, this great professional speaker, so I thought. Um, I am pursuing my passion, which ultimately is going to take care of my family. And you're not, you're being a hater. That's kind of what I thought. I was upset. Y'all, y'all don't understand. And I remember at some point I said, well, you know, this is my passion. This is my dream. And he looked at me and he pointed at little Mike and then pointed at Shirelle and said, those right there. He actually looked, we actually more so looked at, at little Mike said, um, that should be your passion. And that thing hurt. Um, and you know me, if y'all know me, I am a fire sign. So I'm going to fight, fight, fight at the beginning, but then I'm going to fall back and I'm going to kind of, um, you know, I'm going to kind of, um, <laughs> Shirella, don't tell all the business. Shirella on here, she said he was livid. Yes, I was. We left the meeting. I was, how dare he? Da, 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 da. I was like, don't he know? Blah, 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 blah. I was upset, y'all. When I tell y'all I was upset, I was upset. Well, fast forward a little bit. I, I was able to calm down a little bit. And I, and I believe it was the Holy Spirit was calming me down. I started looking for jobs and I ended up, the rest is history, I ended up looking for the job that I'm ultimately in now. Um, but it wasn't that at the time. It was just an entry-level trainer position uh, at a state agency that I knew nothing about. Um, but here I am almost eight years later, um, very flourishing well. And here's the funnier part about that, y'all. I am doing many of the things now that I have been dreaming about back when I was upset with him that I wasn't able to pursue my passion. And so you may be wondering, all right, well, what, what does that have to do with anything? Well, I think sometimes we have to be very careful and we have to understand that is it really our passion or is it impatience that's driving us, right? Is it our passion or is it impatience that's driving us, right? Yes, you have a passion for something, right? But you know me, I always talk about process as a series of events that must take place in order for one big event to happen. What is, what is process? Series of events that must take place in order for one big event to happen. And a lot of times we go through and we try to skip steps in the process, but then we're upset that the thing doesn't come out the way we think it should. And I talk about process all the time, right? And so here I am, I'm trying to be this big gargantuan professional speaker. Why? Because I saw examples of folk who I felt, and I'm just, can I be real with y'all? I mean, I, can I be real with y'all? I felt I was a better speaker than them. 
And they're the ones going off, you know, they're they're the ones sailing around in multi-million dollar yachts. And they're the ones who get to do these big gigs and they're doing all this stuff. Let me tell y'all something. Do you know that when I made it Facebook, when I made it Facebook um, official, that I was the chief learning officer, do you know that within a year's time, I received three different communications from three of those people that years before I was actually lightweight jealous of because they got to pursue their passion and their purpose and they were doing what I thought I wanted to do. Guess what? They were calling me, asking me if I had a job. If I had a job for them. Because what I thought was okay ended up the grass wasn't as green on the other side as I thought. And that's something, and, and that's usually how it works, doesn't it? And this is not this is not shade to them. This is just reality. Because what happened with them was there was some things that they had deficits in and they weren't able to withstand and go through the situation that they were going through. And so God, remember I told you all before, God, he just, I mean, he knows, he puts things together better than any of us could ever put together. He set up a situation where now, I am actually able to walk in many of the things that I had only dreamed of as a part of my passion, but I had to be patient to get there. And I think a lot of times what happens is we go off and we abort the process. Mm. Mm. We do. God has us on the path. He has us on the track. We're on the track. We're on the road to getting there, but we're getting impatient. Things aren't looking the way we think they should look. And we want things to happen here now in this moment. And we we have all these big things. And guess what? God did say those things. He did say those things. Because a lot of times we say, well, you're telling me God told me that I was going to be this. God told me that I was going to. He did say that. But one of the things that you got to pay attention to is that you can't get there unless you have the stuff that leads up to it. There are many people who are in those positions. I was looking at, you know, I was. I was looking at comparing myself to social expectations of people. I'm looking at folk that I went to high school with. They didn't even show up for class. And here they were, multi-million dollar houses, driving these nice cars. And by, for the record, I want you all to understand, I am not saying that I'm, I'm not a very materialistic person. Do I like nice things? Absolutely. Do I want nice things? Yes, absolutely. I don't know too many people who don't, Right. But at the same token, I'm not like a materialistic thing. Like I, I have to have these things. What I was looking at was the fact of though, why can't I have those things if they can get it? <laughs> My bishop always says this. He says, um, he says, God will not put you in a place where your character cannot sustain you. And I, you know, he used to say that all the time. I mean, growing up, he say things like that and be like, okay, yeah, whatever. But then as I grew up, I realized, oh man, there's some truth to that. Right. There's some truth to that. And so with that being said, it's not only about character. You can replace that character with any word where your expertise won't sustain you, where your experience won't sustain you, where your knowledge base won't sustain you, where your connections won't sustain you, where your network won't sustain you, um, where your abilities won't sustain you. Like there are things that God has shown you because he showed me what was there, what can be there. But I got to get to it. And so my thing to you all is be very careful that you're not aborting the process, right? You're not all of a sudden shutting it down 
because it's not looking the way you think it should look, understand that it is truly a process, a series of events that must take place in order for one big event to happen. We just got off a, a parent-teacher call with my um, son's teacher, and um, you know, one of the things uh, you know we're dealing with, which is, I don't know. I mean, some people just I, I admit this math was not my thing, and it's not Mike's. It's not Mike's, right? It's not. It's not my thing. It wasn't his. Got you. Um, but one of the things that we realized was that he's gonna have to work a little harder at it. But but in doing that, one of the things that his teacher said was that the issue that he's having with Mike is that Mike has to get the basics down pat. Like he got to know the basics because now he's starting to get into more, you know, he's in the fourth grade. By the end of the fourth grade, this curriculum that he's on at this school, he will be doing algebra. I didn't start algebra until the sixth grade. I digress. He's going to be doing that. But in order for him to be successful at that, he has to get these fundamentals down. And some of y'all, we still at that place where we got to get these fundamentals down. I think about, we talk about all the time, Mr. Miyagi and Daniel, wax on, wax off, right? And Daniel was all upset. Daniel was upset, but guess what? He was able to win tournaments. He was actually able to, to keep his life. If you watched Karate Kid Part 2, when he's in Okinawa, he was able to keep his life. And he didn't do anything overly spectacular. What he did was basics. Isn't it funny when you start thinking about it, when you start looking at all the things and you start looking back at things, and you start realizing, man, it's the basics that actually carry me through. <laughs> Kevin, you are not proving my point. That's why God invented calculators, Dr. D. <laughs> you get off now. <laughs> You're not proving my point. You get what I'm saying, though. We got to get the basics down, y'all. And sometimes we are boarding this process because we're supposed to get the basics first so that when it comes time for us to step into that other thing, we are fully ready and prepared and we're able to sustain it when we're up there. With that being said, Crystal, go ahead and take us to break. Our world is filled with polarizing topics that land most people on one side or the other. The Headspace with Dr. Mike team isn't afraid to take them on. Monthly, we will invite people on both sides of some of the most controversial topics from the serious to the silly to debate their positions. We look forward to charged discussions that will inform and entertain. DM your head-to-head -head show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook at Headspace DM. All right, everybody. Well, while we're talking about basic math, I had to do a little bit of arithmetic myself because if you remember August 4th, August 3rd, actually, I weighed in at 554 pounds. I did not get on the scale this morning because I was in a little rush. Uh, but when I got on the scale yesterday, I want you all to know that the scale actually said to me I weighed 481. That's because, uh, you know, um, dealing with some things with um, with the inflammation and stuff from, you know, picking around at this knee and stuff. Actually, I've been doing more walking and stuff. And so just my body is just getting regulated. But I want y'all to know something. Since August 3rd, I am down 73 pounds. 73. Can y'all see that my face, though? See my, face, my face getting all cute and small. You can see my neck. Look at that. My neck is getting there, y'all. I'm wearing, you know, I got a little room in my shirts. You know, my shirts aren't just showing all my stuff off. I'm wear, I actually wear a suit to church on Sunday. And 
I am uh, down. Um, matter of fact, I did a whole day of leadership training uh, for my job. And uh, we've been doing it virtually since um, we've been doing it virtually since uh, the pandemic. So for the last year and a half, we were doing it virtually and we decided to do in-person um, for the first time in months. And we did an in-person training with my leadership class. And it was amazing because first of all, it was just everybody was comp complimenting like, oh my gosh, I really could, they could see the difference. And they had seen the difference in me just a month before and they could even tell the difference. But then I was walking around the room. We even did the cha-cha slide. And um, you know, I even got to the point, how low can you go? Can you get down low, right? I didn't, I didn't do it like I could because remember I got torn meniscus. <laughs> But that's one of the reasons why I probably have a tour meniscus because I like to dance light on my feet. You can't be from Baltimore and not like to dance. I'm just saying uh, we just have something about us. It's funny, too, because um, there was uh, I think I don't know if I talked about it last time, last show. But, the, um, you know, everybody's joking about the squid games. I have not watched it yet, although it's piqued my curiosity. I just I guess at this point, I just kind of want to see it now. I know the gist of it. But one of the things that they were talking about was the red light, green light. And um, there's a lot of memes that are going out there. And they're like, um, you know, if, if, if Baltimoreans, you know, people from Baltimore were playing Squid Games, um, and it was talking about how, you know, the red light, when you got to stop and be frozen. But then they started playing like Baltimore club music. And it was like the man was biting his lip. But then it breaks the beat drops in another one. And then he's like, he just goes, <laughs> lips his ride. And pew, he gets shot and killed um as a result and so if you watch squid games you'll know what that's about i have not watched it yet but i'm planning on i'm probably going to watch it just so i can see what the, the phenomenon is but anyway i just want to give y'all a heads up 73 pounds down y'all and so i want to appreciate you all with and part of what has allowed me to be able to um get down there is because of y'all support like seriously like that accountability piece that's how i'm wired i need that accountability and so i wanted to give you all the heads up and let you all know that um you know, thank you all for the support and that sort of thing. So 73 pounds since August. So what's that? August to September, September, October, October, November, three months, right? Three months. So that means that I possibly could be at the 75 mark by the beginning of November. Um, 75 pounds for three months, that's not too bad, right? Um, and then my goal is, I think it's realistic that by the end of the year, I could be down 100 pounds. That's my goal. 100 pounds by the end of the year, which will be nice. Um, because we got some roller coasters to ride next year, y'all. We got some roller coasters to ride next year. Woohoo! Great job. Yeah. Matter of fact, I want I want to do some meetups um, next next uh, next summer um, at different roller coaster spots, and so um, that's one of my goals. Headspace meet up meetup so we can do some one clicking. So anyway, let's go ahead and take another quick break, Crystal, and get on out. Focused on photo. Versed in video, for any media brings visions to life from headshots to family shoots, casual candidates to structured scenes. Our team can provide whatever you need. In Baltimore, you may have seen us at local events such as the Poly City Tailgate or the Randallstown Romp. You can find us on all social media platforms at the number four, any media. For any media, for anything. Contact us so we can create. Well, one of the things I want to do before we... um before we leave is let you know that there are some great opportunities that are out there. Um, I am actually throwing, um, I've put together a leadership boot camp 
uh, through my Bible Institute and Learning Center at my church. So many of you have been asking about what it is that I'm doing uh, when it comes to um, <clears throat> when it comes to just making sure that everybody is taken care of, um, you know, with with my speaking ministry and that sort of thing. And one of the things I have opted to do in this season is really take some of those things into um, into you know the into the Bible Institute Learning Center at my church because we're really trying to build that up. And so if any of you are interested in Leadership Bootcamp, it is 100%, 100% um, virtual. And so it'll be via Zoom. It won't be, um, it won't be necessary. It won't be in person. So you can be anywhere in the country and be a part of it. Uh, feel free to let me know. It actually is going to be three sessions on Tuesday nights in November. So November, uh, let's see, November uh, 2nd, November 9th, and November 16th from 7 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. If you're interested, by all means, reach out to me. Uh, it is $35 for registration, but what you're getting is incredible. We're doing uh, this leadership boot camp. The first leadership boot camp we had was great. We had over 40 people in it, and it was awesome. So we're throwing out another one. Um, it's going to be different topics. We're dealing with managing conflict. Uh, we're talking about um, handling change. We're going to deal a little bit with um, just some more communication study, um, time management, like really just managing our time and being effective in our time. So I'm really excited about it. So if you're interested, by all means, feel free to reach out to me um, and let me know. Uh, we definitely will have you. You can uh, DM me at Headspace DM um, on social media. You can also email me at Michael at NewHeadspaceMedia.com. Uh, or you can just uh, go ahead and reply to this in the social media links, but reach out to us because we definitely want to get you signed up um, and I can get you all the registration information and that sort of thing. So let me some. If, if money is an issue, you're a headspacer. If money is an issue, let me know. If you're saying, you know, I want to be a part of the leadership boot camp, but I do not have the funds for it. Say no more. Tell me that, right? Just let me know. Hey, I need some help. If whatever you can give towards it, by all means, yes. But if not, I don't want that to be a hindrance. You just tell me you are a headspacer and you're interested in participating in the boot camp. And um, I will see to it uh, personally that you get to get in. But you got to let me know because it starts um, in a couple of weeks. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and take our last break and then we're going to roll on out. Crystal, go ahead and take the last break and then let's do it. the headspace with dr mike show on all social media platforms at headspace dm we want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show we also value what's important to you and your community dm your show ideas to us on instagram or facebook the next time you log on you may hear dr mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart Well, as always, it is great to have you all here for another episode of Headspace DM. Um, Headspace DM, another episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. <laughs> as always, you all brighten my day. I wish you all the best of all. Um, know that God loves you. So do I. Until that, till next time. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to Headspace with Dr. Mike. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to follow us on social media at Headspace DM to continue the dialogue with other Headspacers regarding today's show. Everyone is filling their Headspace with something. The question is, what are you filling yours with? 
Tune in next week.